the timekeeper. My son and I were at the park years ago when he was just a toddler. I sat at one of the tables with a canopy to finish writing what I had started over the weekend. My son, meanwhile, was chasing and trying to catch pigeons. While writing and keeping my eye on my son, I noticed a white male sitting on a bench nearby, and I noticed he was glancing at his watch, so I figured that he must have been on break and watching his time since we were sitting in busy downtown on a weekday surrounded by business people. So every time I looked at my son, I would glance at the man on the bench, and each time he would be looking at his watch. This mild-mannered, gray-haired man with a gray beard with a long-sleeved shirt on seemed to be really into his time. As I got up to leave, I glanced at the man from top to bottom to see how he was dressed. When I got down to his feet, he had no shoes and socks on, and his feet were blackened and rusted from walking on his bare feet. As we passed him, he glanced down at his watch again, as if to let me know that he was perhaps waiting to go somewhere. But it was nowhere for him to go. The only thing for sure is he was a good timekeeper, regardless of what time his watch had or didn't have. If I die first, will you remarry? Oh, what a sensitive and touchy question we all who are married may ask. If I die first, will you remarry? How do you answer that question to your spouse without saying the wrong thing that may hurt feelings and be honest at the same time? I can only simply say it should not be asked of anyone to answer. No one but Almighty God knows what the future holds. Only an insensitive person thinks constantly of a premeditated marriage in the future if he or she outlives a spouse. Focus attention on one's present spouse. You should be primarily number one in each other's life that you should never have to wonder to ask the question. Nourishment and love should suffice while you are together because when one dies, you can never recapture the feelings that should have been given and expressed to each other. If children are involved, Surely we want good influences around them, so we must pray for the future and hope that our spouse make decisions that will affect the children in a positive way. If we concentrate on making our lives the best they can be while we are alive, we would not have time to worry about, if I die first, will you remarry? House has fallen. House has fallen after weeks and weeks of hard labor. My heart goes out when I see someone that worked so hard on building a house from scratch just to see it fall. That can relate to anyone's life after building and building just to see it all fall. Preparing a Child This is dedicated to my son, Christian Bowers. How do you prepare a child for his mother's death? I simply tell my son, I won't be here always, and I hope he will be in a position to go on when mother's no longer here to guide him. I am teaching him as a young child to believe in Jesus Christ, our Savior, and God as our Father to always guide him. I am teaching him to be an honorable human being and to be a young man 
who respects all people. I am teaching him to believe that he can become whomever he wants to be as long as he works hard to achieve his goals in life and keep his hand in God's hand. I am teaching him to love all people no matter how cruel and evil people are in this world and to love them despite of themselves but you don't have to be like them and be in their presence. I teach and pray that he be himself and never take his hand out of God's hand. I pray that he will always have a good heart and soul. I truly believe that my child will remember the things I have taught him. I have all the faith that he will when I am no longer here on earth and I know I will always be in his heart and soul. The White Sheet. This was written by me, Chevalier Bowers, years and years ago. I saw another white sheet today. This day, it symbolized death. This time, it was a fresh blood-stained sheet laying on the side of the freeway. It had just happened after a car accident. It caught me off guard. I only was trying to take my son to vacation Bible school this Monday evening at 6 p.m., and we ran up on this horrible accident. I did not want my son to see what I just had seen, but he did, and I talked with him about it. I explained to him motorcycles or automobiles are not toys, and they are dangerous pieces of machinery when driven improperly. I told him you always have to drive responsibly and look out for others who don't care how they drive. After that, we were silent for the rest of the drive. I am getting to believe the white sheet covers a multitude of sins. It could be death, racism, prejudice, lies, theft, adultery, fornication, and deceit, just to name a few. The white sheet, yet so plain, but so powerful in the beginning or ending of life. The Front Pew this was written years and years ago by Chevalier Ann Perkins Bowers. I recently had the experience of sitting on a front pew on the second saddest day of my life, September 25, 1998, at the funeral of my daddy. The first saddest day of my life was on September 17, 1998, the day my daddy died. I don't like that front pew of life. It was one of the hardest things I have ever done in my life. I sat on that pew in front of the greatest man whom I have ever known, while he lay silently and at peace. I miss my daddy so much, and I will miss him the rest of my life. I truly believe he is in heaven, assisting God and helping to look out for me and the rest of the family. Every once in a while, I feel a soft touch on my shoulder, and I know that is an angel or my daddy saying hello and keeping me in line. I won't ever like that front pew. I can only hope and pray that God will get me through the times I have to take that seat of life. Preacher Boy. This is dedicated to my nephew, Vincent Michael Powell, who carried his Bible to school every day. They think I am crazy. I see people pointing and laughing at me, 
But I keep on walking. I keep on carrying my big black Bible. Maybe I should slip it in my backpack before entering into school or walk in the halls between classes. Maybe then I won't get so much feedback each day. Listen, I am not ashamed to say I am a child of God, so I will keep packing it. I won't hide my Bible. Keep on laughing, people. Keep on pointing. Keep making fun of me. I still won't give in. They say I am crazy. How could they think anyone is crazy who is for God? If anything, they are the crazy ones for not believing in his word. I am not going to give in. I am going to keep preaching the word of God and telling anyone who has the ear to listen about our Lord Jesus Christ. I am going to reach someone one day. One day the laughter will be over and they will understand why I kept packing my Bible each day. Adults, children, friends, and foes will stop laughing at me when they understand the true meaning of Jesus Christ and God. I hope it is not too late. I hope they will get it right. One day when we all have to give account on what we did to help someone to come to Christ.